And uh, this is probably the most popular parable, or when I say that, meaning that probably most of you have heard this one before. And uh, that's always the challenge when you're preaching on something that people have heard before, and I've felt it this week. God, what am I going to get out of this new? And, and honestly, I don't really have necessarily something new to share with you. And so my prayer all week has been, God, you have to do something beyond me because I don't feel like you gave me something new. But that's okay. Sometimes we don't need a new thing. We just need to be reminded maybe of what maybe we've already known or what we already heard because of where we are today. And so I think that's, as I come to this, uh, this morning, this parable, you know, thinking about uh, that this morning, um, you know, and just being, you know, honest uh, with you. So how many of you here uh, have a garden? How many of you have a garden? How many of you have plants in your house? <laughs> Alan didn't know they didn't have plants. No. Anyway. Um, and so this parable is about gardening. And so uh, Jesus' audience uh, they uh, understood they were an agrarian society. They were a farming society. Everybody would get this and understand what he's saying. Um, and, I, and I would say for the most part, we, we probably have some recollection you know, of that. Most of us you know, either have gardens or have neighbors that do, or you know, you're in science class and you plant a seed and you know, watch it grow and et cetera, et cetera. And so we, again, Jesus is taking something that we know and we understand in this physical world telling a story about it and he has a point behind it and the point isn't science class 101 the point is to learn something about from the physical arena about the spiritual arena or about the kingdom of god about the kingdom of heaven and so that's what he's doing here and in matthew chapter 13 let me read down through this first part um he's in a he's he's in he's he's sharing this with a whole crowd of people you know it's not just a a segment of people it's not just the disciples he's sharing this story with any and everyone who is listening okay and you'll get that picture here so keep that in mind within the listeners there are people of all walks of life religious not religious some people maybe are just they're at the beach, and they're just kind of caught off, you know, they weren't intending to hear, um, you know, a preacher preach something, and, but that day they hear something. And so listen to these words from Matthew chapter 13. It says, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them, and other seeds fell on the rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil." But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. And other seeds fell on some good soil and produced grain, 
some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And he who has ears, let him hear. And so Jesus ends with that saying because he's making the point of this whole idea of he's sharing something physical, just like your, air, your ears are physical, but he doesn't just want us to hear physically. He wants you, the encouragement is that we would understand what he's saying spiritually speaking. And he's sharing this story about the kingdom of God. He's, he's, he's putting it in terms of a sower, someone who goes out and starts putting seed out on uh, their, their soil. And so, um, and again, I mean, one of the differences in, in their culture and our culture you know, in our culture, we go out and we plow a field or we use the rototiller in our garden and break up the ground, and then we, then we go and we plant stuff. In their culture, they would do it different. They would throw the seed out, and then they would plow the ground over it. It's a little bit different. I don't know why that really matters, but it's just, you know, so they would be throwing the seed out. The sower would be sowing seed. And so he's basically saying there's four different types of soil. The first one is the packed hard soil where people walk on and the seed falls upon that soil. And what happens? Because it's so hard, it can't take root. And what happens? Birds see that and they say, lunchtime, they come and they eat the, soil, or they eat the seed and it does not take root. And so obviously that's the, the first uh, you know, uh, type of soil. The second type of soil is the rocky ground. And again, that's a, kind of a little bit of a misnomer. It's not that it had a bunch of rocks in it. It would be more like um, it was a limestone bed or a um, rock underneath. And on top of that rock would be a little bit of, of dirt. But yet you couldn't see the rock. And so when the seed fell on that soil, hey, all of a sudden, after a day or two, it would spring up. And you'd say, wow, look what we have here. Unfortunately, as the sun would come up, um, the plant would get scorched, you know, as he says here, by the sun. And the reason is because even though there was some soil, the roots couldn't go deeper and there was nothing to hold it uh, together. And so it would, it would die. So it had a little bit of growth, but not a whole lot of growth. And then there was another kind of soil which was the soil, this, and this was a good soil because not only could the seed grow, but also there were weeds in it. And so there was stuff growing in there. And this soil, unfortunately, as the seeds would grow, so also were the thorns and the weeds. There was a competition. And we all, anybody who has a garden knows that the weeds tend to win unless you go out and weed the garden. Who likes weeding the garden? Nobody does, okay? It's never a fun thing, but we know what? If you don't weed the garden, what are you going to get out of the garden? Well, you'll get weeds, and you de it definitely won't be as fruitful as if you, because the weeds tend to choke other things out. And we see that's another example here. And then the fourth type of soil is what? It's the good soil. It's the soil that... Um, the seed fell on, it, it grew, and it matured, and then it produced a crop. It was fruitful. 
And so Jesus tells this story, and he tells them several other things. And, and again, we don't know the full context. Obviously, he shared more than just this one, and, and so uh, he moves on. And so after a little bit of time later, um, the disciples don't really understand what he's saying. Because if they did understand what he was saying, then why would he have to explain it? But he explains it. And if you turn over to uh, verse 18, um, Jesus explains the story. And why does he do this? Because, yeah, we all, get, we all get the story from the physical arena. But what is he talking about? What is, how does that relate to the kingdom of God? How does that relate to my relationship with God? What, what, what is he trying to say? The disciples didn't get it either. That's why they numerous times said, Rabbi, could you please help us understand what you're saying? And so this is another one that he explained. And so let me read the explanation here, what he says, and then we'll go back and uh, talk about it. Verse 18, hear then the parable, the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and sat, snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a, a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. And as for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. And so now Jesus is talking specifically with his 12 disciples. And he's sharing some other things. I mean, the verses between what the story we read and here, he, 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 he's sharing some other things too. But here he gives this explanation. And again, I think the reminder here, if you don't understand things in the Bible at times, you're in company. They're hard to understand. And so that's where we need to be in relationship with one another. We need to be asking questions. We need to be searching those things out. And, and it's okay. You're not a weird person to say, I don't get what he's saying. In fact, if we're all to be honest, that's more normal. There's a lot of times I read through and I'm like, what are you talking about here? And, uh, and so, but do we have a heart that is willing to listen? And, and so he says here, the seed. What is the seed in the story? The seed, you know, here he says it, it's the, the word of the kingdom. There's three other uh, examples, you know, in the book of Mark, uh, he shares this parable, and in the book of Luke, um, the book of Mark, you know, word of the kingdom, that's kind of a big, you know, challenge, well, what does that mean? Uh, in the book of Mark, um, Mark says basically, the seed is the word of God, the word of God, this book that has been real, revealed to us by God to help us understand the things that we can't know with our own senses. 
And so that is the seed. And so uh, what are the soils? And the soils here are the heart of human beings. Every one of us in this room has a soul. And so what is he saying here is, our soul is kind of like these four different types of soil. I saw this kind of uh, illustrated a little bit. I, uh, in the last week or so, I, uh, after one of the big rainy times, I stopped by Walter Dick Park, um, and it wasn't near this sunny, and the river was you know, moving very fast. I was just kind of sitting there in my car watching. You know, I wanted to see how high up the water came, and, and uh, there at the parking lot, there was this one goose that was just kind of, you know, swimming around the, uh, the, the little bushes that were there. And the water was moving extremely fast. And I'm just sitting there watching this goose, and, and uh, it's real in, in a, in a very uh, fast-moving part of the water. And this goose is just sitting there in the water. And if you looked, it looked like she or he was just calm and just kind of sitting there on his easy, easy chair. Just sitting there. Now I'm watching the water saying, that water is moving. There is no way that he is just sitting there calm, cool, and collected. Now I didn't have my GoPro camera and I didn't want to get into the water, but what I knew is under that water were two webbed feet that had to be moving very, very fast. Or there's no way that goose would have been sitting there in the midst of that fast-moving water. I couldn't see his or her feet, but I knew that had to be the case because physically speaking, if I would have thrown a stick in, it would have went downstream. And so why do I share that? Because our heart is the, our soul is the invisible part of us. In fact, everything we say and do comes out of our We can't see it with our eyes, but it's really the source behind why we do what we do. And Jesus is speaking to that here. And really the challenge, I think, of this parable and the challenge that he's making to each and every one of us is, what, where is your heart at this morning? Which of these soils is your heart most like? Now, a lot of times this story, you know, we kind of use it for salvation and and. And, and that is true, you know, how we respond to the gospel, how we respond to Christ and people that have come in to know him. And, and, and so that's part of the application here. But I think sometimes then we can turn it off and say, well, that's for, you know, that's for the, the world out there. I don't have to listen to that. And I don't think that's the case. I think each of these four soils, we need to ask the question. I think that's where I would ask each of us here this morning. Where is your heart this morning in relationship to the word of God? to the words of the kingdom, to the things of God. Where's your heart at this morning? Are you willing to get below the surface? Are you willing to be honest with God? And so what does he say here? The, the, the soil, you know, the, the packed down soil, the hard path, um, Verse 19, when anyone hears <clears throat> the word of the kingdom of God and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. Now again, if there's anyone that I would probably say, 
you're sitting in church here this morning. This is probably none of us in a sense, unless you're a child here and mom and dad drug you to church, or unless your spouse drug you here or something like, eh, I don't really want to go, but they made me come, you know. Um, you're here this morning because you want to hear something of God, okay? But not everyone is there. And we, we know that. We know that there are people that, you know what, they, they have a, a real hardness towards the things of God. They, they don't even want to hear it. They don't even want to talk about it. They, and so Jesus is including them. When he was sharing that to the crowd that day, there were probably people walking past that that was the case. And so he's using that as an example. And, and the truth is, many resist. They don't want to hear what God has to say. I want to live my life my way. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. And so what is that person's response to the, to the word of God? And so here's he's saying that there is an opposition, that there is a spiritual realm, that, that the birds come, Satan comes, takes that away. And, uh, and so we don't fully know how all that happens. But the point here is, the point is that there's a heart that is hard and resistant to the word and the things of God. And we know that God's not going to make us. He's going to let us be where we're at. Now, that doesn't mean that God can't change a heart, so we never give up. We keep praying, we keep sowing seed, um, but that's the example of this heart, uh, the hard heart, on, the, the, on the, the hard path. So what's the second one? Verse 20. As for what was sown on the rocky soil, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. And so this person is responsive. They hear the word of God. And again, in whatever form, you know, don't just think in, in, in the form of, here, you're listening to a sermon today. That's, that, that, is, that is such a small little minutia. You know, every one of, how many of you have a Bible? How many of you have a Bible? Raise your hand. Okay? So there you have seed. How many of you have an app on your phone? Okay? How many of you get a verse texted to you every day or whenever, however that looks? Okay? How many of you have a radio in your car? How many of you have a radio on your bike? No, I'm just kidding. Okay? So the point is that that is all, the Word of God is being communicated in various ways. And so the question here is, what is your response to the Word of God? And so this heart, this person, or you know, this example here, they hear the Word of God and they get excited. Ooh, look what God taught me. Look what God showed me. There's a responsiveness, at least immediately speaking. But the question is, what happens after a few hours? Or what happens after a few days? It's like that soil where there's no roots that go down to weather through when there's a little bit, I think he says here, verse 21, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. So there's a little bit of time that, that they're obedient, but then what happens? But when tribulation or persecution arises, they immediately fall away. So something happens in their life, and what do they say? Well, look what God did. God, I didn't deserve this. Like, I just was listening to your word. Why are you doing this to me? And they allow that at some point 
to deter them and say, you know what? I don't really need this anymore. See, my life was better before I knew Christ. My life was better before I started reading my Bible. My life was, be- you know, that's, that's the fallacy. And so that's what this person is like. There's emotion there. There's joy. There's excitement. But it, it wanes out. So that's the rocky soil. So what's the third one? The third one is the weedy soil, verse 22. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfaithful. And so what is this person? This person, there is a competition. The weeds are competing for the nutrients in the soil. And so what does this look like for us? And I think if we're really, to be honest, this is probably where we tend to be at more than anything. We have all kinds of things that are bombarding us for our time, for our thinking, for our values. And what are we going to give ourselves in, what are we going to give ourselves to? This type of soil, yes, there's some growth, but at some point you get distracted and you allow the weeds, you let, allow the things of this world to win out over the scriptures, over what God says. And the truth is, it's usually a slow, it's a, it's a slow process. It doesn't happen overnight. And again, this is why we need to be in community with one another. This is why we need to be in fellowship to help each other remind us, say, you know what, I remember when you were, and that's a statement of, I love you and I care about you, let's get back to where you were. Let, let's, let's seek the Lord together. Let's not allow these real weeds to choke out the word of God in our lives. The weedy soil. And so the last example here, verse 23 is uh, um, as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundred and another sixty and another thirty. So not all the same seed produces the same thing. And so what it's saying is we're not all the same. What God might do in one person's life may not look like what God does in another person's life. But regardless of what the quantity of fruit, the good soil produces a crop. And what is the crop? The crop is more seeds. When you plant a, 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 you know, you put one grain of corn in the ground and it grows up a stalk, how many seeds are on that um, stalk of or on that thing of corn. I, I can't think of the word. You have to ear of corn. Thank you. See, when you're up front, you know I, I tend to forget the, the the simplest things. And so, what is fruitfulness? One seed produces a hundred or whatever that number is, and that's the point. We see that when we plant something. And so the same thing spiritually. When we allow the word of God to 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 be planted in our heart, and we respond. And we have a soft heart. That's the whole point here. Hard versus soft. Unfertile versus fertile. Unreceptive being versus 
receptive? And I think that's the question, you know, for each of us this morning. What is the Word of God producing in your life? What soil are you this morning? Where are you at? What does that look like? What does that mean? Examine your heart. If you're not willing to examine your heart, you're probably not the good soil, just to be honest. Because that's a mark of someone who has good soil. God, I want more. I want, I want to know you more. I, I, I want to learn more of you. So what is the seed? All right, it's the Word of God, but let me just give a specific here. Galatians 4, verse 19. This is one of, one of, if not my favorite verse in all the Bible. Galatians 4.19. He tells us what the seed is. Spiritually speaking, what, what does this mean? Verse 19. My little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. What is the fruitfulness of a heart that's being transformed by the word of God? Christ-likeness. That's what he's saying here. You want to know if you have good soil? You're looking and acting and thinking and being more like Christ, beginning on the inside, but that comes on to the outside. You're growing in spiritual maturity. You're growing up. That's what the fruit is of the worth of God. That's what this whole book is about. It's about Jesus Christ. And learning about who he is and walking in the way that he walked. Being like him. I'll share one last verse here and then I'll, we'll have the worship team to come up. All right. Or, uh, first, 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. You guys can come on up. I'll say it again. Wake up. No, I'm just kidding. 2 Timothy 2, uh, 1 and 2. I think here's another good thing as we talk about the soil. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And so this was a, you know, we need to pass on the things of God to those with a soft heart a moldable heart. Let me pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, God, and uh, just for helping us understand more of it. God, I pray as we sing these, you know, next couple songs, that God, you would help us to um, have an honest look about where, where our heart is at with you this morning. And that you would change us, that you would make us more uh, the, the good soil. God, that you would change our hearts. And so we thank you, God, for all of these things, Lord. In your name, amen.